Hey, Man Whore Podcast listeners. My name's Sabrina, and I'm one of the patrons of the Man Whore Podcast. I've been a patron since May, but I was listening for a few months before making the pledge. The time and heart Billy puts into that podcast continues to show, and just like I hashtag pay for my porn, I plan to keep hashtag paying for this podcast. I came for the relatable, self-deprecating humor, but stayed for Billy's growth as a podcaster and as a person. Not gonna lie, the perks of being a patron are also pretty great. The champagne room can have some great conversations between pretty great memes, and the peep show is both incredibly sexy and really empowering between their great memes, and ManHorcon 2019 gave me an opportunity to make some friends I definitely wouldn't have met otherwise, and then they send me memes. Like, shout out to my ManHorcon 2019 squad. Thanks for the memes. Honestly, Anyone who introduces a bunch of half-strangers to his mom then lives to tell about it, it's good in my book. Like, shut up and take my money. So, if you think this adorable slut's pretty cool and want to see some stellar butts between memes, make the pledge. I can tell you from experience, he totally appreciates each and every one of us. Welcome to the Man Or Podcast. Shout out to all the head whores, bottom bitches, and slut sergeants out there. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Recording to you right now from uh, my luxurious studio, a.k.a. a Toyota Camry parked on 10th Street. Yeah, due to my schedule today, this is where I've got to record the intro. Uh, Hi, welcome. I'm a professional. This week on the show, I've got a fellow stand-up comedian, Sam Morrison, Fresh off of his uh, Edinburgh Festival with his one-man show, Hello Daddy. And we're going to talk a lot more about him in a little bit. But, uh, you know, I I am just now starting to recover. Just getting my voice back after an awesome weekend at the Brooklyn Sex Expo. I want to give uh, a big thank you to all you who stopped by my booth. I know a lot of you might be new listeners. I want to say first, hello, hi. Hi, how are you? Welcome to our slutty little sex positive atmosphere here at the Man Whore Podcast. But thanks to all you who are, who are regular listeners who came up, who were like, oh my gosh, I love the show. Uh, it, it was really cool to meet some of y'all in person. Uh, some Patreon members stopped through, and that was really cool. Got to give them their thank you hugs. Be like, oh, thank you for letting me be able to afford the good pizza. Uh, there was one mystery woman where I was just, you know, she walked straight up to the booth, and there was... Happened to be like kind of quiet at the time. So she just walked straight up and was like, oh, hey again. And I had no idea who she was. So, you know, part of me is just like uh, terrified thinking like, I'm pretty sure I haven't slept with this woman. And then another part of me is like, please don't tell me I've slept with her and forgot. I'm not old enough for that to be happening yet. Right. She was uh, she, she was very nice and complimentary. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool just meeting a bunch of really awesome people, explaining podcasts to folks. You know, people coming by my booth and I'm asking like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? Or I'm just like, do you know what a podcast is? Uh, you know, I don't know where we're starting from. A lot of people need help finding a podcast app on their phones. Some of you listening right now, this might not just be your first man whore podcast. This might just be your first podcast. So congrats. Uh, there was one funny encounter. It, it maybe, you know, maybe this is going to be a new running theme when I set up shop at an expo last year, there was a woman who comes up to the booth. She's, uh, I was giving away stickers to people who subscribe to the show. 
And so she uh, looks up the show and she's really excited. I tell her about the concept. She said, that's awesome. I love it. I love the sticker. I love everything going on. I can't wait to listen. And then she pulls me up on Spotify and sees by Billy Presida. And she goes, what did you say your name was again? I said, oh, Billy Presida. And she said, oh, I think I've read about you. I told her, oh, wow, that that's either really good or really bad. And she said, you can keep your sticker. <laughs> well, this year, <clears throat> uh, the, no one said anything directly to me, but I did witness this happen. Uh, this w- young woman with a friend of hers was walking by my booth. And as she's just walking seamlessly, didn't miss a step. She points to my banner, reads Man Whore Podcast. She audibly just says, nope, and keeps walking. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I guess if you're if you're not pissing someone off, I'm I'm told you're not doing something right. Okay. Before we get to this week's guest, Sam Morrison, I uh, I want to read a couple uh, you know, positive words from listeners because every once in a while, Billy needs a pick me up. <laughs> uh this one comes from Tyler in the Instagram DMs. Ooh. Uh he says, "Hi Billy, I'm a newer fan." Uh, from the past six months or so, and just wanted to say that you're doing awesome work. Listening to you has inspired me to create my own play party group and someday pursue advocating and educating about sex positivity. Also, I hope to get to see you at the Brooklyn Sex Expo, which I did, and it was wonderful to uh, to meet you, sir. Also, make sure I get an invite to that party once you start it up. If I'm going to be the inspiration, I would love to, you know, like, I don't know, reap a little bit of benefit. Um, This other email comes from Julie. Julie writes, uh, Good evening, Billy. I just wanted to shoot you a quick email to say hi and hope you're doing well. I'm not even going to attempt to do this in her Australian accent because, you know, that's embarrassing. Uh, I'm loving all of your podcasts and I am gradually getting through all of them. I love hearing about all your ups and downs over the years since you started five years ago. I've always been a sex-positive woman and wanted to try to fulfill my wildest fantasies, but didn't know how, as I used to be very shy because I was obese and very uncomfortable about my weight until I found this group on Facebook that was fat-friendly and the guys that loved them. I was very surprised how many men are really into large women. I decided to start going out of my comfort zone and joined this group and went to a few events that this club hosted. This club used to organize with local swingers clubs and one night a month, just one, They used to host a night for just BBW women and the men who dig them. I went to a few of these nights and I can say it opened my eyes up to so many different things and I learned a lot about myself and what I was really into and what I wasn't. I ended up having my first orgy. I love, by the way, don't you just love the phrase first orgy because it means you've had more than one. God bless you. I loved it. I was always bi-curious and I ended up playing with a few women and loved that as well because nothing's better than licking a nice pussy. Julie, I agree. Anyway, due to this, I became extremely slutty and I loved it. But the thing is, this was about eight years ago. Since then, I have lost about 100 kilograms, which is like 220 pounds for the Americans listening. And I now get even more attention from men. Being 47 years old, I can't believe the amount of young guys who want to fuck me. And I let them. But because of my weight loss, I have a lot of excess skin and men are turned off by it. I can hide most of it under my clothes. But when I get men home and we get naked, they lose interest and they say, Can you just suck my cock instead? 
is really shaken my confidence a lot and has really hurt me. I've been single for about 24 years and I can't find anyone who wants a second date with me, let alone a relationship. I've been told I am very intimidating. I am six feet tall, have many tattoos. Could that be why? Anyways, I've been on so many Tinder dates, plenty of fish, Zeusk, etc. I've had men walk out when they see me. I have been asked if I am a tranny because I have big hands. I just don't understand how people can be so cruel. Wow. I'm an amazing, caring, beautiful, strong, independent woman, but I just can't find any decent men. I am really scared that I am going to be alone for the rest of my life. I listened to you talk over the years how you can find women that fuck you, but none of them want a relationship with you, and all you want is a girlfriend. Well, try feeling that for 24 years. I'm not going to lie. There are times when I wonder if my life is even worth living. All I want is someone to love me. But now, but I now feel so unlovable. But listening to you and all your guests, it has lifted my spirits and it has given me another way of looking at things. And I pulled my big girl socks up and snapped out of that depression. And I know I am worthy. So I am so glad I came across your podcast when I did. I'm a believer that things happen for a reason. And I was meant to find your podcast here in Australia. I became a Patreon member about four months ago, and you are truly an amazing man, and any woman should be lucky to call you theirs. Onwards and upwards, sending love, Julie. I got a little emotional, wow, I got a little emotional reading that uh, when I got it yesterday, and I'm still tearing up a bit reading it now. I know what it's like to feel really hopeless. I know what it's like to feel unlovable. I know what it's like to have that fear that so many of us fucking have of being alone. And reading your email pained me so much, Julie. It's both beautiful and heartbreaking. I don't know why people are so cruel. I don't know what to like tell you to make the, that kind of pain go away. Um, or to make it not hurt next time. And I'm still flabbergasted when I hear people have the gall to, to say something like that because of the size of your hands or to walk out. I'm so incredibly sorry to hear you still going through this type of stuff today. I am glad that you are finding communities like that BBW group or the champagne room. Look, I know what it is like to find that community where you just show up and you were finally like, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. That's kind of how I felt the first couple times I went to a Hacienda party. I was like, I think these are these are my people. I think I found them. I was, I mean, yes, like I feel that in comedy, but I flailed in my personal life for so long, not knowing where I was. Not having people I could relate to. So I'm glad you are in these groups. Whether it's my fucking, you know, Facebook group or something else. uh, I'm glad you're finding that. And I'm glad you have found that strength to just declare that you are the badass that you are. Because you are awesome and you are valid and you are worthwhile. With a life that is well worth living. 
Keep those big girl socks pulled up. Keep kicking ass. And when someone, you know, sees you take your shirt off and they ask uh, you to just suck their cock instead, kick them the fuck out. And then do bad by your own damn self because, uh, you know, a couple of double A batteries are not going to say shitty things to you. And I'm sending all, all of the love back your way. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, if you want to send me an email, folks, with, uh, with, you, you know, with your comments, with your questions, your concerns, um, if you have a reply for Julie, if you have a uh, reply to anything you've heard on this podcast, you can send all of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Okay. This is a gross transition, by the way. Uh, it it's, is time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, let's ramp back up the energy a little bit because this is a, a really awesome part of the podcast that I love to do. It's when I like to say thank you to some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is a fantastic community of like-minded, sex-positive listeners. They get access to private discussion groups bonus episodes of the Man Whore podcast, and a whole bunch of private posts. Uh, and these and these are the people that let me do this full time uh, and let me, you know, talk about my dick for a living. So I like to show my appreciation. I want to say thank you to Jamie K. Oh, you, it was so fun hanging out with you at Man Whore Con, and I hope you have a blast out in Thailand. Enjoy your vacay, girl. Uh, shout out to AZ. It was a whirlwind three-day romance of, of being a Patreon member, and, and I was sad to see you go so soon, but I'll never forget our limited time together, good person. Um, thank you for your limited, uh, but still generous support. And a big thank you to Dave Walker, who somehow is our, uh, our second Dave Walker on Patreon. So if you've ever been concerned about like anonymity when I do this thing and having your real name there, know that there's probably not only just other people with your name in the world, but we very well might have someone with your exact same name in the group. Uh, so thanks for helping us double up on Dave Walker's dude. And you too can become a member for as little as $2 per month. Uh, you know, I do have a novelty level that is technically a real reward tier. No one has claimed it yet, but one day I have hope. I think it's good for a group to get in on this one because at $5,000 pledged, I will throw you a sex party. I will come to wherever you are in this fine world. I will send the emails. I will decorate. I'll bring a couple of my, you know, sex party friends from here in New York City. And we'll come up with a fun theme if you want. I'll do the consent talks. We'll get the supplies. Really, the only thing you need to do is provide the people. You provide the people. I'll take care of the logistics, and uh, and you can even get a big old hug from me if you'd like. Become a member today, uh, anywhere from two dollars to five thousand dollars a month. You know, which whatever's in your budget, you can do that over at Patreon.com/slash/ManWhorePodcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash ManWhorePodcast. And now for this week's guest, Sam Morrison. Oh, this dude is so funny. I saw him at the Finger Lakes Comedy Festival a couple years back. I was like, and, you know, he had a wardrobe change in his act. But I was like, other than that, this is a funny dude. I'm looking forward to seeing what he gets up to. And he's just been nothing but on the rise since then. Uh, he just got back from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival doing his one-man show, Hello Daddy. Uh, funny kid. Uh, we, had a, we had a cool talk in his very tiny bedroom. 
This is my chat with comedian Sam Morrison. That can just be like complicated or a lot of work. And I know that because I was in the closet, halfway out of the closet when I was dating my first boyfriend. And that's, it's just a lot of work when you, the other person is going through like an identity crisis actively. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, I think sometimes uh, there's a lot of gay men who have dated questioning straight or in the closet gay men and are like, my next boyfriend is going to be a out and proud gay man. And that probably comes from just a frustration with it. Yeah. Wait, when did you come out? Um, I mean, that question is like... Uh, well, you say... I, I'll, I'll be more specific about your half in, half out part. You say you were yeah. dating someone and you're half in, half I out. I think everyone is... Uh, I, I, yeah, it, I came out over like four years, and I think most people do. Mm. But I mean, my mom was my senior year of college, mm-hmm. so not that long ago. Okay, five, uh, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before that, it was just like friends, different circles of friends in college. Uh, yeah. Okay. W- was uh, did that cause any strife with that relationship? The fact that you were not like fully out yet, or that you were still in the process of with my parents. Uh, well, you said no. You said in your first relationship, oh, the first yeah. guy you were dating, that that was like a thing, and yeah. so, like you like dating the question dudes. There's some dudes who just can't handle it, and yet you once were also one of the questioning dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I couldn't. You know, we like didn't go outside very much, so it's it's complicated. He was a professor, also. <laughs> one of your professors? No, no, no. Oh, not okay. one of my professors. Not your, but but a, a prime, a prime person to call daddy. Hello, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm right. I'm here right now with comedian Sam Morrison, who's back from Ember, who is one man show. Hello, daddy, which is just this, these photos are. <laughs> I just go like, wasn't this? Wasn't this fella just like in like a doing cute wardrobe changes on oh, stage? Yeah. This is disgusting. Recently, this does not. <laughs> represent me or the show at all simply sells tickets it is (laughs) such a misrepresentation of who i am so he's wearing some like he's wearing like a like a like a kinky harness he's holding some handcuffs he's got like a lacy what what do you even call this sleeve like a partial sleeve on fishnet sleeve and then otherwise like just showing off like how little you weigh uh and (laughs) i find that part offensive yeah i'm so Uh, sorry (laughs) i actually have gained weight since that good so these (laughs) (laughs) someone perpetually on a diet good yeah (laughs) were were you shirtless for the show or are you actually wearing real clothes (laughs) no no i know much to so many people's disappointment because that's obviously the only reason they would come to this show but no, I, I actually, um, one time I went out to like advertise the show in, so Edinburgh is this huge festival where people do ridiculous things mm. to try to gain attention. Yeah. And so people go out in their costumes all the time. And one person was like, you should go out in this harness from your poster. And I was like, that's a great idea. It wasn't. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is well, that? It was fine. Uh, I got a good amount of attention, but the people that were interested in the show were just um, creepy old gay men who didn't have any interest in, in coming to the show, or if they did, were not there to, to watch uh, a queer coming-of-age story. They were there to see a um, kinky sex show. And also because I gained weight since this, and I had this evidence of me being like, hey, look how good in shape I was six months ago, which I did not airbrush. This is not edited. Look at that V. Real. I know. So now I went out there just looped. But you you wore the same outfit, but a little heavier. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't that big of a difference, but it was like a slightly before and after picture vibe. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and then how many of those like creepy old men were just trying to like bang you afterwards? I mean, my demographic is just a lot of old gay men. Whenever mm. I've done comedy. Yeah. Well, uh, partly I love it, you know? A little close. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's all right. And, and partly I love it. It's because, I don't know. One, uh, you know, I'm bringing the guys that I want to have sex with to me. But also, it's, I feel like if you can find any sort of, and, and you've done it with this podcast, if you can find any reason for people to be there other than just he's a, he's a, a funny, people are excited. It's a sense of community. Yeah. It's just a little bit different. How and so? When you go into a show and you go there for a specific reason, I think that that just makes every and everyone there uh, is just a, a part of the same group or it just gives you a little bit more excitement to be there. And that's what makes good comedy shows is if they're really excited to be there. Right. You know, the comedy seller does it by saying celebrities drop in and also you have to pay $400. <laughs> Sometimes you can do that by being like, you know, this is different uh thing that you can't access other places i don't know this isn't well articulated no 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 no. you're, but you're you on the right I point mean. yeah the podcast audiences like podcast fans exactly. are like rabid they yeah. are more so than so like, horny yeah right? well <laughs> i mean i am i feel like i'm one of the few like uh comedians who gets to watch his fans fuck each other on like a semi-annual like, literally watch i've literally yeah i've literally been in orgies that of are comprised of fans of the show um wow yeah yeah we, we you do put... have a similar <laughs> tactic here wow yeah i've seen a lot you get a lot of sex from this i get some sex yeah great let's dig into that yeah <laughs> i don't know I, don't... I get some sex <laughs> a, i don't know i get weird about it. it's a the concept of like whether or not to sleep with fans is something i'm still thinking about because we'd never say to like rock stars don't fuck your fans in fact, we expect that of them, right? right. But why with another medium not? So um, I think- Do com- we? Do well, comedians have a- I don't know. Well, I'll put it this way. At least with this, I've had some people raise the question of like, it's a power dynamic and you can't sleep with a, f- a fan of your show because blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, you're not telling any of these other artists to not do that. That is interesting. Um, may- I don't know if it's- Why is it a power dynamic? The idea of like, um, if you're a big fan, if of anything, some, they're your boss because they're on your Patreon. That's what I say. I say it's it's a risk. I don't know. I don't think it's unethical. I think it's a risky business decision. I've literally lost oh, not yeah. only listeners, but I've lost patrons <laughs> because. And I this happened recently. You're I, weighing the pros and cons of having. You're like, well, do I? How much is this blowjob going to cost? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> is this going to lose me that you know one dollar a month pledge? Uh, yeah. No, but I had someone delete her pledge, and I was and I hadn't talked to her in a bit, and and we had we only slept together the one time um and because her relationship closed back up she i said hey you know hey everything okay and she was like yeah i'll be honest i haven't really been like listening to the show much and i'm just like right now tightening up all my subscriptions to stuff i was like oh, yeah, no big deal if, if you don't mind when did you stop listening as regularly and she was like yeah you know shortly after we hooked up and i'm like ah, yeah uh. yeah if your dick was bigger Maybe I don't know, or maybe I would have just gotten a whole different type of fan base. Yeah. I do, I do have some fans who like literally just show up for the nudes on Patreon. So I'm like, okay. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. What, what nudes? You, I uh, at five dollars a month they get to access my not safe for work posts, Which, and at ten dollars a month they get to be in a kick group with me where like we all just share nudes, gifts, and compliments all day. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
so many questions. Um, yeah, let's start like planning out your business model. Do the do something <laughs> similar. I feel like this is first. The good, how do I copy? It's a that. good start. Yeah, this is yeah. A good start. Send me your spreadsheet. Send yeah. me the Google Doc. <laughs> I need the asexual Google Doc, and then I need the nude empire Google Doc. But yeah, no, it's. I think it's when you talk about sex openly and honestly, people start. There's something desirable about it. If you're if if they find you attractive, even if they don't find you attractive, do you remember? I know this is like a, a fictional story, but do you remember the movie Pirate Radio? Hold on, I am still okay. not over. Sorry, you're not over this. Yeah, okay, no, no, we are not. I was gonna get. I was gonna this. get I'm there. So sorry. The idea of this when you're talking about stuff like that, I think people one, it's it's sexy to them because yeah, you're talking yeah, about something they only think about. Then there's something about like, ooh, it's it's almost safe to reach out yeah. to us if we're talking about sex openly sure. because oh, he might not judge as much because look at all this other shit he talks about doing. Yeah. Uh, so I do think I get some of that. Are you a porn star? Not yet. Are you define you, star? I mean, I mean, arguably there are no more stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As are, Lenny Spicer, uh, a past guest of show, once says, like uh, the age of the porn star is over. There's a lot of porn performers. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you go on chat roulette at any time, I used to webcam in college, but oh, you did? Yeah, I webcam for a couple years. Um, and I did one porn. You're a star. I did a porn, but it was like a spot <laughs> trade. Like, I'll do your porn, then you do my podcast. Oh, fuck So, yeah. like, I went to Vegas and did some, like, blow bang porn video with Sarah J. And then the next day, Sarah J did the podcast. But, like, I am thinking about starting. If I Googled you, could I find? You, If you search Team BJ2, you could find this. Yeah. Thank you but for you'd have to exactly that. <laughs> you'd have to really <laughs> recognize my my body type, because I don't think my face is really in it much. Okay. If at all. Um. But I am thinking about starting an OnlyFans or Just for Fans account. Yeah. Which are these like, they're kind of like paid, dirty Instagrams. Yeah. So I'm thinking about doing that. So. Has this ever, I'm now interviewing you. That's okay. I'm so curious. <laughs> Has this ever affected your comedy? Um, I was already not very highly booked. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Keep not booking me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Disney was already not going to ever cast me in a thing. Like, none of the porn is attached to, like, my name. What does your dad do? He's in, like, real estate, but he's, like, a big guy in real estate. Oh, nice. Can you set me up? Yeah, totally. Thanks, uh, Yeah, <laughs> he is a daddy. Uh, no, so, but the, just the idea of, yeah, like, you know, if it's searchable, but I'm thinking about making it searchable. Yeah. Or maybe making it, like, man or podcast search. I don't know. But people, stay tuned, because you might get to pay seven ninety nine a month to watch me fuck my way around the country are there other comedians that is this a like new model have you ever seen i don't think like that, this? i don't know if this is a good model <laughs> sure 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 sure. But have you looked at you haven't seen me naked it's like i don't know how great of a model this is but you know <laughs> uh maybe beta testing for better looking comics I'll, I'll do my work and then report back to you yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get to do it better all uh, right so we have two google docs and now a spreadsheet yes. that you need to send me fantastic uh yeah so no um i have who else has done i mean there's there is the epidemic of porn stars who do stand-up now Right in LA, and that's lot, oh, there's a lot of strippers. Strippers, right? right? I had a stripper comic come to my open mic once and put her pussy in my face. Like I'm um, naked? No, but like she asked for a volunteer. No one volunteered, so I volunteered because I was the host. I was like, "Fuck it!" So I sit in a chair. I didn't You're know also what. Like I have a podcast, and I'm going to talk about this on tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I didn't know she was going to do this. She's yeah. just like, "I just need a volunteer." So I sat down in a chair. I didn't know she was a stripper. Yeah. Until she started her set, and then she's like. Doing hacky shit where she's like doing moves while just casually talking. Yeah. Yeah. Super original. And then she came over to my my house once and like tried to make me say the N-word. So I was like, okay, we can't have sex. 
Cool, 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 cool. That was a now weird you have one. material about that, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, if I was a better comic, I would. Yeah. No, so, but no, I haven't seen any of the sharing nude stuff like affect my career or anything. Hmm, interesting. But would you? Would you, if you knew you had a rabid fan base of dudes who wanted to watch you jerk it at home, would you allow that to be another, you know, revenue stream? No. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I don't think so. I mean, I already have struggle enough to be like, um, you know, I, so I perform a lot like within uh, at gay events yeah. or like, you know, um, I've gone to, I've done my show at Bear Week in Provincetown for the past three years and it's fantastic, but I already, it's, I mean, they are really good audiences most of the time. Um, but I have like, um, struggled to get people to come to the show to, and and not make it a sexual thing because I I mean it is I it's not it's it, sexual marketing but it's not necessarily is, just a sex show yeah there is like a sex scene in it in which I describe vividly mm. cocks and and anuses and gross stuff but for the most part like you've seen my stand up it's like um innocent a little like bitchy like yeah uh, wicked but like it's um yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a queer coming of age story like it is so you're trying to get people who aren't there to, who just want to bang you, you would like people to come just to see a good show right 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 like and, so that's less of a gay show and just a good show right and i think yeah. sometimes it takes even longer for me to convince people that i am like a, a, a you know a real professional comedian because um it it is also in i i can't wait for the day where i don't have to uh toe the line between comedian and sexy comedian because do you, do you, does that make sense 100% and cuz i don't like doing the sexy part as much as i like doing mm. the comedian part and so now i've gotten off topic but to answer your question would i ever do the porn stuff i've never thought about it but i don't i don't not like really, full on porn but like you know for fans only type of like sexiness. I don't I think that would like leak too easily. I don't mm. trust that that would just stay within the place that people pay for. I'll tell you this, I if I lose another 20 pounds, I say let them leak. <laughs> I say yeah, leak them all over. I'll be very happy then. <laughs> I yeah, okay. I'll leak I'll leak photos but only at te- uh, peak physical performance. <laughs> No, but I, I do, I do sometimes get turned on by like, um, sometimes my boyfriend and I film each other when mm-hmm. we're having sex. That's a, that's a turn on for me. Yeah. I, do, I do, I've also done like public sex. I've done things like, you know, in, um, underneath the dock in Provincetown, like that kind of stuff. And it's, that is a turn on for me. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to people watching. Mm-hmm. I just, I do definitely want to separate it from my career. Right. And then do you find yourself getting pigeonholed at times? Pigeonholed as um as a comic like as just like as okay yeah as a gay comic this is a gay show or yeah. this is a gay comic or yeah like your one man show again it's like you're selling uh you're using kind of sexuality to market but the show itself doesn't it's not necessarily it's, it's a coming of a story anyone could probably relate to yeah just yours happens to be queerness and fu- about fucking dads and about <laughs> fucking daddies yeah <laughs> yeah it is a, it is a little different it does help weed out the people that are like gross <laughs> right. but how, so how do you combat you know allowing yourself to just be seen as a comedian as opposed to seen as a gay comedian yeah yeah, yeah. um i don't mostly because i'm at this point right now where like i don't um, I don't have a real following. And so mm. I need to use whatever I can to sell myself. And, mm. uh, you know, the 
the the biggest gigs I've gotten are a lot of times through gay events or through uh, gay bookers that know that their audience would want this. And so I, I pitch myself that way. And mm. I kind of have to, but I'm happy doing it right now. Um, I know I'm not going to be just making gay jokes for my whole career, but at this point right now- I hope to, not. Yeah. <laughs> but only because you're talented enough, you don't need to be so, you know. Sure. I, I mean, it's also, it is my- foremost fascination right now yeah and that's why i talk about it so much and you're also young it's still yeah. like a thing that is like newish in the grand scheme of life totally and i also i i still experience shame from being attracted to like fat old men like that's so different you like fat old men yeah yeah sam come see me in 20 years uh, <laughs> i will be the fattest and oldest uh, <laughs> um wait so tell me about this with the under the dogs in provincetown you said yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, now one is Provincetown like um like a gay city? Like is it Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't I'm fucking know. I don't adorable. know. No. <laughs> Look, all I know is that Boston hates anyone who's like, you know, not white Irish Catholic. And so I'm not familiar with New England scene as much. Yeah, I'm I don't know a... what you boys do in Fire Island, but I hope you have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Provincetown is very gay. It's um it's sort of like I think it's like an older version of Fire Island. Fire Island is a gay right. mecca. Yeah. Um, here in New York, uh, Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and Provincetown is uh a magical place on the tip of Cape Cod. It's all the way at the top. Okay. And uh yeah they it's a huge performance space. If you go there it's like um Excuse me, I'm very gassy. It's okay. Uh, talk, all the, when I'm horny, I'm very gassy. This <laughs> um, is like all RuPaul queens, and mm. it's a lot of drag queens. It's a lot of comedians. There's so much performance there because that's a huge part of being an old gay man is watching lots of cabaret. Right. And so it's a it's a great uh, place for me to perform. Okay, but and then also where's have sex with old gay men? I was gonna say, where's under the docks play into it? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a dock that is regularly just like. Everybody knows that it's a cruising place, and you can go there at, especially during one of the gay weekends, uh -huh. which over the summer it's like almost every weekend. But you know, they're, they're kind of like the, are they kind of so like the Chelsea Piers of 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 your? Oh yeah, but it's much more explicit than Chelsea Piers. Well, Chelsea Piers used to be more explicit. Just now, you know, in like yeah. the seventies and sixties and shit. But yeah, yeah, it's still that explicit. You can just kind of go and yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Uh, so it's called the Dick Dock. It's like everybody knows it. <laughs> okay, it is literally. I I might be wrong about the specifics of this, but like somehow the city has sanctioned it in some way. A little bit, like the um. Uh, the city knows about it and it used to like send police people down and like make everyone leave when they could, but now they just let it happen. <laughs> That's nice of them. Rhode Island accidentally does all sorts of like, uh, pseudo sex positive stuff. Did you know Rhode Island once accidentally, um, they accidentally legalized indoor prostitution for like a few years? Okay. Yeah, accidentally. Because like they, also they indoor, they wrote they were trying to write an anti sex working bill, but they accidentally wrote the law in a way <laughs> that really only outlawed like street walking. Oh, I love that. But like, if you were inside in a brothel or something, like then it was accident. And but during that time period, rates of sexual violence and STIs went down in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Have that, they used that as a basis to progress legislation? They at are all? trying to decriminalize, and Rhode Island's one of the states that they're targeting. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, wait. So there's this dog. So what what is cruising to any any of my listeners who I guess are like straight dudes in Oklahoma who just think that I talk about butt fucking and that's fun? Yeah. Uh, and don't realize like, oh wait, there's these other. 
terms going yeah. around. Yeah, first of all, these straight dudes sound hot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where uh, I, I like the things I've seen some of them. Oh, he talks about butt fucking. That sounds real interesting. Dude, I could show you Maybe the. Listen to this podcast to never explore it, <laughs> dude. If I showed you like the Peep Show, you'd be like, there are some. Do you like dudes with abs? Do I? Shit? Or do no. you specifically only want the old? Okay, there's there's. Okay, all There's right. There's a daddy in there, David. Right. How you, you know who you are, Dave. Um, but Dave? David. Yeah, I think. Samuel H. Morrison. S-A-M-U-E-L-H-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. Find me on Instagram <laughs> and message me. But if I'm not interested, don't be aggressive. There we go. There we go. <laughs> There's my pickup line. <laughs> um, so what is, what is cruising? What does cruising entail? Cruising, <laughs> cruising is going to public spaces to try to fuck. Mm-hmm. End of explanation no right. but is this specifically like a gay is this specifically a gay yeah. term like straight people don't i don't cruise. know i always we use cruising like you cruise at like a nightclub but cruising like the concept of like oh. outdoor locals sorry uh, I, I have this problem when i do stand up too i keep it far away or i like attack my face i don't it. mind you attacking with it i okay. see no visible cold sores so i think we're <laughs> 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 um but so but like cruising the concept of like outdoor yes. eye contact is yes. the only communication we're doing yes that seems to be a just gay it's a practice. language of eye contact it's you go to places i mean it still happens in New York City. I don't know if in Central Park. That seems mm. a little... But the Brambles, if you've ever heard What's of that. I don't even know. No. It was before my time. Okay. But that's like a classic cruising location uh. in Central Park. And you just... You know, it was before gay people could be gay. So right. they had to find other ways to have sex in public. And uh, they did it in public. And so you go to these uh, gay places and you try to give a dude a hand job behind a bush and... It's actually really kind of sad and tragic. But now the Dick Doc is a triumphant, but also still sad place. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's triumphant because it's like this queer space and it's open and it's public and it's celebratory. It's not public. It's under a dock. Right. But still. <laughs> yeah. But it's sad that you all But our cum shoots out above the dock so everyone can see it. It's, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like ever, dolphins. Ever go to the Bellagio the... and you see the fountain? Yeah. It's a little bit like that. Um, exactly. <laughs> coordinate to music. It's the Bellagio fountain of Siemens. I don't know where this semen, riff is semen. going. Um, yeah. Semen, semen. Ooh, there might be a semen pun in there. That's oh. good. Anyway, it's, uh, it is it is, a, but it's also, it's of gay men who are drunk and horny and lonely and didn't find anyone to have sex that night. So it is still oh. this like a shameful place, you know? When when do you decide to go cruising or when you did or when you did or did you never? I haven't done it. Oh, I have. I mean, so there's also, there's toilet cruising. Okay. Well, uh yeah the first thing i think of is when i think of is cruising is going to like the port authority bathroom and just like going to the stalls on the left and waiting for some dude to take out his dick next is to you. there a glory hole there or? no oh then i don't how know. do you know someone the, the 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 toilet stalls the urinals the oh the urinals and you just try to look at other dicks so you just wait at the port authority so if i want you're saying you okay more generalized sorry, sorry. <laughs> One, if, <laughs> no, one I'm wanted, <laughs> if one wanted to, to sure. cruise at the Port Authority bathroom, you would sure. go in there. You go to the last stall on the left, uh, and then which is a whole last urinal on the left. Last urinal on the left. Yes, That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> way less successful than the other one <laughs> that you all know about. Um, and you would just like you just kind of pretend to be peeing and check out dicks until one says, "Hey, like how?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I just, yeah, I mean it's um. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. Re- I I do know the specifics, and I don't know the like, specifics. What was your like, cruising story? If you go to Port Authority, I presume that you won't be able to suck a guy's dick because it's so busy. You okay. know, you're you. If, I, but if you go to, um, yeah, if there's there's like you go to a, a bathroom at a gay bar, it's like almost always there's a guy. Well, I go to some gross gay bars, but it, there's almost always, you know, some guy that's like cruising in there. And then if you want, you guys can go in the stall and suck each other's dick. So what, what was your what's your cruising story? I've done it a lot. Oh, so um, then, then rather than a story, what are some tips you would give for uh, successful cruising besides be hot? I imagine so, that plays a factor. Yeah, you don't really have to be hot if you're like in a dark uh, underneath bathroom, you just kind of have to be like the right shape. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> nobody can see your face for the most part. Okay, I mean at the dock, definitely not. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've gone to the dock a couple times, just in in mostly in gay bar bathrooms. There's um, you know, the Eagle, uh, which is the, there's a place in New York City, and uh, they have like. They have basically like sex nights. <laughs> I've also gone to um. Oh, that's right. Well, this isn't cruising, but I've gone to like public orgies. Sure, orgies. Fair are fun. Orgies. Well, yeah. not not public like in the park. Um, those are <laughs> way harder to pull off. Yeah, it yeah. was actually it was it was in the Met. <laughs> sure, but but you've you've gone to like bear play parties. Yeah. Yeah. How how are those? Fucking fun. <laughs> yeah? yeah. What's fun about bears for you? What's fun about bears? Yeah. What's well, my whole sexuality? Yeah. So it's yeah. Um. Everything? Do you consider yourself an otter? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm whatever people want to. <laughs> I'm call whatever me. animal you guys want. Yeah. Say, you. But you, if you suck my dick, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> Not you, Billy. Um. You. You have to call me Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um. Yeah. But what is it about bears that like does is it attractive to me? It's yeah. just who I've always been attracted to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I say that it's like in some guys are attracted to guys with blonde hair. I'm just attracted to like hairy, chubbier guys. I mean, as as a hairy, chubby guy, I'm just happy there are people that exist that... Here's my thing. I <laughs> I am willing to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm pretty, whatever. And then uh, because of... But I'm adding in... This person's hooking up with me because of my personality, because I made her laugh or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want someone to look, just look at me and go like, that's sexy. Yeah. Just looking. He doesn't yeah. have to open his mouth. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. And that's something that I love about the whole bear scene is that it's like... Yeah, that's exact. I want women who look at me the way you look at bears. And I, because I've done this show and I talk about it so openly, yeah. so many people come up to me and are like, I'm the exact same way about being into older or fat, hairy guys. And I promise you, there are people that would look at your headless, naked picture mm. and be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and so, you know that because you do yeah, this yeah. weird ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but, but is, is there like a thing? Is there like a part of, is it the curve of the belly? Like, is there something in particular you zoom in on? I mean, or you're just like, I don't know why my wires cross this way, but this is the look. Um, I mean, yeah, some, you know, there are like, obviously there are bigger guys. There are like chubbier guys that I'm more attracted to than other chubbier uh-huh. guys. Um, like some, like, I don't, you know, if it's, I, I like, like, uh, <laughs> I guess I've never actually talked about the specifics of this, but I do like, like, even if it's a larger belly, like a tight, yeah, I don't like loose um that kind of stuff yeah. but some people do um you know like 
fucking uh, ask uh, ask Lizzo how many guys are in her DMs. She's talked about this on like YouTube interviews, uh, and there's like so many people that just like are so attracted to Lizzo. But now my question, but I question. I am Lizzo. You are Lizzo. Well, some people I feel like are really attracted to her sexuality, where they're like this this chick maybe i wouldn't be into her if she was really really shy be, be on her looks okay but like oh my gosh she owns it she rocks it yeah and she is a sexual human and she's probably gonna rock my world yeah and now i'm into it yeah like i feel like there are people who are into lizzo after they've seen lizzo perform uh, maybe that's true but there are also definitely people that are into the body type of lizzo absolutely yeah yeah and then, but then we get into the point. I mean, in, and, with with like opposite sex pairings, like there's the um, there's the question of the of when you're just when you're attracted to say fat chicks and when you fetishize fat chicks. But is there a similar conversation about that in the bear world, or is everyone like, yeah, they're fetishizing me and that's chill? I okay. To, I, so I do think this is more common in the gay world. I also think it's different in the gay world, uh, and that's a good question about. It fetishizing and uh oh god i don't know it's so complicated i was having a conversation with a friend about the the me too movement and how it translates between straight people and gay people Mm -hmm. and how like so much more loose gay especially gay uh sexual events that aren't like explicitly orgies but do have like a poster of a man in in his underwear on the front to advertise it like and how much more people take that as just i i don't know it's all i'm saying is that i think gay culture is um okay i think we struggle less with um objectification because of like such different power dynamics Mm because it's such a different world and it's all about context right and i think a lot of gay bears who are sexualizing themselves are doing it from a position of power and it's awesome if you go on instagram and look at like these gay bear models who have like hundred thousands of followers and are just like twerking their stomachs like it's (laughs) it's insane and uh, and as well as that, that bear model with 100,000 followers will get a book deal before either of us. Oh, <laughs> like, absolutely. A hundred percent. Mildly infuriating. Yeah. And if you guys, yeah. <laughs> so um, go follow Sam so he can get a book deal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say if there's any, if there's any of those gay, ba- if there's anybody out there with 100,000 Instagram followers needlessly, yeah. just, yeah, yeah. Contact well, us. What is some of the conversations around Me Too in the, in gay culture? Because no. it's not, I don't think y'all are, because I don't think y'all are immune to this conversation, uh, but that I feel like it's a different conversation. It's such a, I don't know. I'm not equipped to have this conversation okay, right now. Okay. I need to do some, some good journaling before I talk about That's this. That's okay. I want you to get you accidentally canceled. But it is interesting no i'm not i'm not worried about people i do i do think it's different but i also do think that we do have a problem with like unconsensual groping happening a lot Mm -hmm. but also it's beautiful when you go to bear week and it's this hypersexual place and everybody i mean everybody just like hugs and kisses each other and maybe touch your dick as like the first initial greeting. Mm. Like, yeah, there, it, there, that can lead to some very um, problematic instances uh, and some people being offended or hurt and maybe even in extreme cases traumatized. But it also is if that if there is that trust built in a community and like an ideal world, I do think that touching each other and kissing each other and just being like very physical and, and loving and open is 
a beautiful thing that we can strive to. So it might be coming a little bit too early or it might be coming from the wrong people, but that impulse is is always in me that I do want that yeah. physicality. Your your boyfriend is 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 an older gentleman. Yes. Right, he's a daddy. For example, when I met my boyfriend, okay. I pulled out my dick almost immediately. Where? Um on the street in Provincetown. So did you meet him under the dock or No, no, no. Like at the festival. No, at a pizza shop. And then <laughs> are no things sacred no and then we uh went outside and started making out and then we started to walk back to his house and then we made out in a little corner did you guys talk or was this one of those eye contact things oh yeah yeah, we talked but also it was just like intense sure attraction 2 a.m fucked up that kind of thing yeah i don't know if he would appreciate me um elaborating our our, our, romantic love story please i look i i met one of my i met one elaborate pod- i'm fine I've, <laughs> I've seen things okay I'm, sure I met, yeah. I met my ex while she blew me and two dudes were blowing each other right next to me touching oh, nice. my elbow so it's yeah we're good oh yeah yeah so i can handle it it was a little similar to that i can hang <laughs> with the dick sucking all right guys i can hang out i'm cool i can be one of the guys yeah no <laughs> my, my, my um yeah that's how we met it was like uh which like i would never do that if I was straight, uh-huh. you know, like th- what offer to ta- almost take your dick out in front of her. Or? Yeah. Just like take my dick out within two minutes of meeting her. Well, I don't know because I'm not straight, but I like to think that I, it's typically seen as, as frowned upon. Yeah. I, and I, I get that. It's different. Yeah. Well, you, you how was the, the, um, the 1 PM NFL games that you were watching? <laughs> they were good they were good i'm I'm gonna get off the the consent talk i want to ask about well your boyfriend's older and so y'all have different you're what i would call like part of the tumblr generation uh, <laughs> what does that mean well you're 24 so it's no i you know, know but what had, is tumblr generation uh, you know um oh i didn't i wasn't expecting a follow-up <laughs> neither was i bitch <laughs> <laughs> no just the idea of um very informed about all these things go on it's very it's a much more inclusive generation than your boyfriend's generation. oh yes your boyfriend's like in his 40s right 50, he's 51 he's 51 buddy i okay. know um 20 years belly <laughs> so so he comes from a very different generation yeah you know do y'all ever clash on oh yeah talks of stuff does he ever go oh you fucking kids <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we argue I'm a sensitive, vulnerable, social justice warrior. Right. And he's a liberal 51-year-old white gay Democrat, you know? Right. <laughs> um, we, we talk about that stuff all the time. And I think we both make each other better because of it. Is there something you've learned as a, as a millennial social justice warrior from this 51-year-old guy? <laughs> as a, as a, as a, as a, <laughs> I was just trying to like mumble all the gross words. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't like saying it either Look, because now that's such a bad thing to say. It, but oh, it, you sounded a, like a homophobic person saying gay. You were like, yeah, my friend Sam, he's gay. It's like, it's like a... It's like a it's you know what's even weirder is like because to the co- comedians world I'm like some social justice whatever but to the sex positive world oh I'm God. like a super problematic guy yeah so I can't win yeah but 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 does have you learned something where you were like all people my age yes this fight and then he you guys have a discussion and he opens your eyes to like oh maybe we are too sensitive or to this or whatever yeah um because also like gays from who came up in the 60s 70s 80s 
Very different from gays coming up now. Very different struggles. Totally, completely different. I mean, I will say that I've learned a lot about the AIDS crisis in general. Just knowing a lot of, just being friends with older gay men. Just being like, hey, can I meet your friends? He's like, they're not here anymore. Yeah, honestly. Like yeah. every every gay guy alive now, all their friends died in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it is almost not an exaggeration. It's right. like almost all their friends died. Yeah. Um and it's it's impossible for, and you don't realize the extent of it until you meet people who <laughs> yeah every, yeah it's insane have, have but you, yeah also um, sorry to answer your question like things that yeah we've like the things that i am starting to see from his perspective hmm. um uh yeah i don't i don't love like um uh like i hate social justice on twitter because it's it's uh yeah. just uh, it's 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 so intense and quick in such large quantities that it's just insane it's just bullying it's just over the top and so uh, so things things are so decontextualized and so yeah like the 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 way that people get canceled just mm-hmm. those like you know you saw it happen to Dina Hashem even Shane whatever you think about that yeah. the new SNL guy the way in it yeah the way it rolled out maybe not the best way just like the millions of people he was the top trending twitter person for a minute like Mm -hmm. just the millions of people that are just going on to in a completely unproductive way offer to kill this man it's like what what wait did somebody want to kill him it's just the language that they use is like really threatening it's insane right yeah and then is there something you feel like you've awoken him to (laughs) What? No, it's just the way you said, I said it. Was awoken like, to? Yeah, you just you just sounded really gay, dude. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know it was funny. I was so I did that podcast earlier today where I told you that they kept all the sex stuff I described. They were like, oh, that's kind of gay. Yeah, um, and that was just like, and literally to those two guys who are in their forties, like gay was me existing around other dicks. Yeah. But, uh, so I tried to explain to him like why, what I was doing was not anyways. Um, and then I just had to say, look, as the gayest one in this room, <laughs> I think I have the authority to say, yeah. I've seen more dicks in person than both of you two fellas combined. And I will be the judge on that. And now you get that gay hat whenever you need to. <laughs> Do I? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> There you go. There we go. I'm I'm wearing this the rest oh, of the show. Oh, no, I like you better. Oh, oh fantastic. You're like, you look a little less threatening. <laughs> right? It's, I, I know- wouldn't have invited you into my 8x8 eight eight room if I thought you were threatening. Okay, 8x8 eight eight is a little generous for this room. Oh, it truly is. This is the smallest room ever. It's really cute when it's not disgusting. See the penis pillow? Yeah. And the plants? Yeah. I, um... It's just funny we were like, oh, that sounded really good. Because like my, even my roommate, like two, three, three days ago, my roommate, who's a, a queer black dude, he's going like, Billy, I'm just so surprised you haven't like sucked one dick. Because I just figured you were like, you have kind you? of no. Oh, and then but the, I got defensive like, wait, why are you assuming I'm doing the sucking? Why can't you assume I'm getting blown? He's like, yeah, you don't have that energy. Yeah, <laughs> you like, don't. <laughs> um, but so yeah, well, what have you? What have you enlightened your your boyfriend, your older boyfriend too? I don't know. Um... You know, he Are you helping to... make a change? That's part of making a difference, Sam. Don't be selfish. Okay, there's a cause going down. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't think anything other than like he used to hate Mexicans. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I don't know. That's the thing you say. Shut up. You say 51 year old white guy. I don't care if he's gay or straight. I'm automatically like, mm, how does he feel about Browns? <laughs> yeah, no, no. What 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 do y'all talk about? Because like that's my big thing. I don't like dating super younger 
because I'm just like, we're in such different life modes. Now, that's just me and my dame preface. I don't think no one should do that. But I also go like, what would I as a 30-year-old really have to talk about with a 22-year-old for like months or years? Yeah, no, it's it's an obstacle. But you overcome it like any relationship mm-hmm. if you care about it enough. Yeah. You know, it's like um, <clears throat> uh, there's there's differences in culture. There's differences in power dynamics and all the things that come along with age in every relationship. Mm. And so much of them are more unhealthy than the relationship that I have with my boyfriend because we actively talk about it. And it is an obstacle that we overcome that we overcome together you know what i mean is there like an example like recently where you all had to kind of no he just like makes me watch weird movies from the 80s and i'm like uh and then i show him videos of bo burnham and he's like uh but we (laughs) love each other so it doesn't matter (laughs) oh that's fantastic wait so now how did things progress from the pizza shop i fuck to uh Uh to i fully in love um how long y'all been together now so we met at (laughs) we met at spooky bear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to take that uh billy you're sounding gay and give it right back to you <laughs> thank you we met at spooky bear which is obviously over halloween and then we didn't really um make it happen until like a couple months later and then we really started dating dating um you know over the uh over the holidays december okay yeah so that's pretty that's pretty good yeah 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 yeah, what what kind of date? What's when? How has he wooed you? I'm assuming he does Ooh. a lot of the wooing. <laughs> um, That's his generation. Yeah, what do you mean? On... Oh, like courting me? Yeah, you're <laughs> he courts That's me. How does he? How do he, he woo? I text him and he courts me. <laughs> yes. That's... That's what we call popping now, courting. Uh. Um, we've taken some nice vacations. We just went to a gorgeous little Hudson Valley like Airbnb, which was uh, amazing. I've like never done anything like that before. We just like went, and, yeah, just like took a weekend break to just like cuddle in grass. Oh, that's cute. Is I it, know. Was your first um like you had the boyfriend from when you were still questioning? And you yeah. Had this one. Is there anyone in between? No. No? Nobody just slatting it up. Just slatting up. Oh, I know what that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wow, that was really straight of you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, you and your boyfriend sound lovely. I saw one of your pictures. It was like, mm, adorbs. Uh, but where can people find you? And, you know, uh, wait, so are y'all non monogamous? Nope. We um, are the only gays in New York City who are monogamous. <laughs> was that sarcastic or? Mm. Yes and no. Yes and no. Well, I just meant for for the people <laughs> earlier. I was gay. I was, people are so much more often non-monogamous. No, I know that, but I didn't know if I was just curious before I was yeah. going to tell people. So, if you want to like go, if your daddy wants to go hit on Sam on Instagram, <laughs> David, you David. know who you are. Uh, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, I should probably ask first, like if that is actually a chill thing or if that was just a joke. No, no, no. It's uh. Yeah, just sometimes it does feel like that. But of course, there are gay couples that are monogamous. No, no, but you, like your relationship, is your relationship. Yeah, we're both. monogamous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it monogamous, but like we play with others just together sometimes? Like y'all go, no. No. Samuel. <laughs> wow. I'm all tied up. All tied up. Literally and physically. <laughs> yep, I'm sticking yep. to that one. Yeah, Literally and physically. To it. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, where can go people go check you out, uh, follow you, and, and stay up to date for the next Hello Daddy? Um, Instagram. Samuel H. Morrison. S-A-M-U-E-L-H-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. And I'm also on Twitter at the same name. And I have a website. You do? 
Stop it. In 2019? Stop it. Wow. Stop flattering me, David. <laughs> and you can um, put your... I have a, a big old newsletter I send out. Free tickets when I'm headlining or doing the show in New York. So put your email in and I will not send you nudes. Is that SamuelHMorrison.com? No, it oh. is SamuelMorrison.com or you can just Google me. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Well, uh, Sam, <laughs> thank you for chatting with me. Thanks, buddy. This was fun. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed. Sorry about my tiny little room. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I assume it's a tiny room for your tiny dick. Okay, no. Okay, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Hello, Daddy. Oh, daddy's out there. Did you like it? Did you dig it? Are you looking him up on Instagram? Are you sliding into his DMs? I don't blame you. He was like, I like, you know, chubby older men. I'm like, can I become an older man just so I can feel, you know, desired like that? Great. Uh, If you want to tell me what you thought about this week's show, or you want to tell me and Sam, you should be, you know, tagging both of us in these things. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyProceda. You can also comment about this episode uh, on my Instagram at BillyIsProceda. Or you can chime in on the comment thread on my Facebook fan page for The Man Whore Podcast. As always, I love getting your emails with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures, uh, your dick pics that have a Sharpie that says Man Whore Podcast on your dick. That is the requirement for sending me dick pics unsolicited. You got to put my name on it. Although all titties are welcome uh, at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I don't I uh, it's been a while since I've reminded you but you want to get on the mailing list everybody I tend to randomly give shit away and you're not going to want to miss it or maybe I'm performing in a city near you and you're a little behind on the podcast but you're not going to want to miss the one time I'm in Iowa right so go over to manwhorepod.com get on that mailing list next week we've got a uh, Leah Vernon she is a, uh, a a fat black muslim woman which is what it says on the cover of her new book, Unashamed. Uh, that's going to be a good one next week. Uh, until then, I do hope you will join me on October 8th at the Hacienda Villa. By the way, if you're like not super passionate about like sex work decrim or any of that stuff, but you want a good excuse to come to one of the Hacienda events, I mean, this is a good one. All right, we're going to be writing letters to incarcerated sex workers, raising money for Swap Behind Bars. It's a good cause. All right, get your tickets. Uh, there's a link in the show notes of this episode, or you can go to wearehacienda.com. Click their events tab, and uh, and you can buy tickets there. I'm truly grateful uh, to each and every one of you, you know, tuning in each and every week. I want to welcome once more all of my new listeners who uh, have discovered me at the Brooklyn Sex Expo. Or maybe, you know, you were texted by someone at the Brooklyn Sex Expo. So to all you new people, enjoy binging the show and stay slutty. Well, g'day. I joined Billy's The Manhole Podcast for many reasons. I came across it oh, about six months ago. And I have never found a better podcast since. I absolutely love the comedy that's attached to it. I love the sexual nature, all the sexual content. I can relate 
to a lot of things that Billy says. I love his guests, um, all his exes. I get a good laugh out of it. Um, sometimes it makes me cry. Sometimes, well, most of the time, I sit there laughing and just with a big smile on my face. I haven't listened to everything, all of his podcasts, because Billy's been going for quite a few years. So what I've been doing is when I get to work, I stick my headphones on and I try and listen to as many of his past podcasts as possible. I decided to join um, the Patreon because I believe that this is such an awesome sex-positive um, podcast that I believe that Billy deserves and needs all the help he can get. I'm quite happy to be a part of it. I love being a part of the Patreon and I believe everyone else should be a part of the Patreon and become a fan whore just like me. So this should be number one. It is the most funniest, hilarious, amazing podcast out there and it is so non-judgmental and this is the way life should be but unfortunately it's not so do yourself a favor become a patreon fan whore and join billy's the man whore podcast because you definitely definitely won't be disappointed okay guys see ya